Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. That's beach activity! <laughs> That's right, don't worry everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. So, Hal, uh, before Mm. we go to the beach, it's nice to see you. How are you? You were showing us you just received in the mail your childhood collection of Star Wars collectibles. I did. I did. Well, this is all, here's all I sent myself was my land speeder, which you can see over there sitting on top of size needles of the Max Rebo band. That is what that thin tan line is. Gotcha. I also shipped myself the Darth Vader bust case that I had filled with toys. Did not send the, the C3PO, which is empty because I just didn't have space in the box for it. The box was ridiculously expensive because those cases don't fit in a regular box. And then I also, I'll show you this very quickly. Sent myself this plastic bag, which has Skeletor, Ram Man, and Manny Faces, <laughs> plus Max Rebo, just because he's he fits there and didn't fit in the case. Oh, I love all of this so much. So yeah. th- I didn't know there was a C-3PO, like, plastic head that you could fill with the uh, Kenner toys. I thought it was just the Darth Vader. There were three themed cases overall yeah there was the original there was like a plastic one that you would open up that would have room for everything then there was the darth vader bust case that came out in like i think 1980 79 80 it's a, it's mm-hmm. it was uh empire strikes back themed and then around return of the jedi they released the c-3po which is a sh- there was a originally a shiny version and then later a duller version because i think the shiny finish would come off i had a shiny one i mean i still do yeah. and then the other one was that was- lead paint are you okay yeah, it was vac metalized, but I put lead paint on it and ate it. <laughs> and that explains everything. <laughs> and then, uh, Chewbacca's bandolier, which had foam spots to hold the figures and then two cases, like little coffin cases to hold the guns. A bandolier full of Star Wars figures makes mm-hmm. me think that those Star Wars figures can just be put into any gun and shot like bullets. Is that true? Correct. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you got those in the mail. It is an exciting mm. day. And I recognize many of them from my childhood. Yours have more capes than mine. My capes and helmets were gone day one. Yeah. Day I have one. one cape. One cape. That's it. And then not the cape I want. We have a bunch of helmets. I did see a lot of helmets in the mail. There's one helmet. Well, I mean, the Stormtrooper ones don't come off. Oh, they don't? That's just their head. You can't see what an actual stormtrooper looks like under there until Force Awakens. Only the Luke one, where it looked like a linebacker, and then you take the helmet off, you're like, oh, that's Luke. Like, they couldn't figure out, like, what if we just put the head, maybe the head proportion didn't work or something, but it's very weird. Like, super bulky. You know who I thought looked like a linebacker was uh Elsa in the first half of the Frozen musical at Disneyland, because she's hiding her costume in the shoulder pads. <laughs> She's hiding her blue dress in the shoulder pads of the purple beginning of the movie dress. Well, if you look behind me, Hal, you will see an absolute mess for maybe the first time ever in my apartment. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. I did one of those. I go to do one tiny thing and it explodes into a giant thing. Mm -hmm. So what was me filling the hole in a wall became 
me stripping about 40 years of paint off of one wall and redoing the whole thing in my kitchen. So that's been my afternoon. You've been playing with your childhood toys and reconnecting with your youth. Mm-hmm. I have been in the money pit. I'm just waiting for there to be a hole underneath one of these rugs in here. Can I uh, go back and do a bit to something you were referencing earlier? <laughs> sure. Elsa, linebacker, Arendelle State. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to the beach, <laughs> shall we? This was suggested by one half of what I have now termed the first couple of We Got This, or the first couple of the people of the world, that being Greg on. What's the up, other Greg half on? of that being Leslie Trout, and they are a married couple who I believe live somewhere in the, in the greater Philadelphia area, if not within the city limits itself. Well, this is a great topic because this is a fun for the day that both of us have had, Hal. Yes. What me a in day. the money pit and you in Kenner heaven. To be clear, I was working all day. I pulled that out 30 seconds before you got on Zoom to go, oh, really? You want to see the stuff I have, Ken? We have I time. Assume- Mark's not going to be here. And then I, I just, just assumed you guys had been doing that all day and that this Zoom started at like 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get Ken opens all his toys while I make mine kiss. That's what we do all day, every day. No, it's, I think it's time for us to go to the beach and mm-hmm. have some good old fashioned beachside fun. Yeah. I say beachside and that begs the question, what are we considering a beach day activity? Because there are beach day activities that happen in the water. There yeah. are beach day activities that happen on the shore. There Correct. are beach day activities that happen on the boardwalk. No. You think that's not a beach day activity? You think this is, I, I think sand, keep it on sand the beach. to water. I, because here's the thing. If you go to Ventura and you're on the beach there, you have a boardwalk. If you go to Malibu, you go to uh, maybe Manhattan Beach is a little Manhattan Hermosa. There's sort of a boardwalk there, but like yeah. Doc Weiler, there's there are a lot, there are plenty of beaches, mm-hmm. especially here in Southern California where there is no boardwalk. And even in, uh, I mean, some parts of like Margate, New Jersey, there's not a proper, you have to go a little further, go to like Ventnor where you're getting into Atlantic City and then there's that boardwalk. There's the Ocean City Boardwalk. There's sure, I've been Wild to Ventnor and that boardwalk because yes. I got paid $200 every time I made it all the way around to visit them again. That's right. And you could have bought it if I somebody really, hadn't snapped it up first. 200 bucks. Can you believe it? Yeah. And once the hotel goes up, <laughs> paying dearly. That's big yeah. money there. <sighs> but that's its own thing. Mm-hmm. I could spend the entirety of this episode and three more episodes talking about everything I love about boardwalks and things that I do on boardwalks. But I think we should keep it to in the water on the beach. You've arrived at the beach. There are a lot of different Mm -hmm. things that you can do while you're there. What's the best activity? Yeah. And then we'll pick from that. Does that sound fair? Yeah. And I think that using those as our boundaries, Mm -hmm. I think we can take a look at them as two separate things, things you do on the sand and things you do in the water. So which of those two would you like to tackle first? I have a couple of ideas of major contenders, I think, within those. Well, we can talk about the water. Start there. I think it's a little bit more limited. Yeah. In the water, I think there are three big ones. Okay. Well, three big ones if we're not counting things you do on a boat, because there are also shore excursion kind of beach things like the banana boat and parasailing. Those feel so like they're in such specific areas. I'm happy to include them if you want. You're a boardwalk guy, Hal. I'm a panhandle of Florida guy. (laughs) Those banana boats are uh, so fun. fun. 
You're they always, really it's fun. just like the thing of you look, you have to assess everybody else who's on the banana boat yep. and say, all right, which one of you is going to go flying? Cause it's like <laughs> yeah. one person generally, one person goes flying and you have to figure out like, if you can't spot the flyer in the first 30 seconds, it's you. Yep. Yeah. You're going to be the one go getting, for those who don't know, if you've never seen a banana boat, it literally looks like a banana mm-hmm. and it is pulled behind a speedboat the way that a water skier is. But you're doing it in the ocean where there are great big waves, which makes it very fun and a kind of a cross between water skiing and a rodeo. If there were four people on the horse and the horse was shaped like a banana. And the only way you could hold on instead of having your feet in stirrups was to hold the handle in front of you that can maybe fit both of your hands. Yeah, maybe. Not comfortably. <laughs> I do love both of those. But I, yeah, I guess those are more like. Those are more like beach resort activities. Yeah. They also feel like lake activities too. No, lake's too flat for a banana boat. You would just, it would just be like, it would just be like four people on a tandem motorcycle. No, you jump the wake. You haven't jumped the wake. Oh, that's the same with like kneeboarding and stuff. You take them in a circle. You get you, you take them in a straight line at a high speed. You create a wake. Then you immediately whip them around and jump the wake. That's how you do it. My brother and I, and I know that because I've been on the one where you sit. You're on like a a tube laying on your stomach. Like your instinct would be, I'm going to sit upright in this thing or sit back and hold on to it. But they Mm. say, no, lay down facing the boat. And then when you go over the wake, your back bends the way your back's not supposed to bend. And you go, (laughs) well, uh, why the heck didn't I just do what my instinct was? Because I knew the second – this was like as a child. Yeah. I was like pre-13. I was like for sure – I know laying down in this that this is the wrong – instinctually, this is the wrong way to do it. I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. And the other way, I could go forever and have a great time. Do you think you could go forever or do you think that you would just go flying butt first instead of face first? No, or do you I, mean I you could go forever as in like bring the boat back around and let me load back up? I could do this all day, Captain America style. Yes, and I didn't go flying. I went up and yeah. down, so then my body went into the cavity and like bent the wrong way. I see so what like you're heels saying. going towards the back of my head, like fold, sure. like folding a table the incorrect direction. So I was like, if I sit, that won't happen. If I go flying, I go flying. That's a good time. That's nothing but a good time. I'll tell you my favorite time flying in one of those. When I was in high school, it was me and my brother, and we were on one of those figure eight versions of the tube. You ever been on one? Oh, of those? yeah, yeah, yeah. The double. So it's, yeah, it's two people get to yes. go. And when side it, you're by on side, those, yeah. Side by side. Uh, okay. The whole thing looks like an infinity symbol. And of course, when you're with your brother, you are just trying to knock each other off of this thing. So we were on the back of a jet ski that was going pretty fast and we're wrestling and trying to knock each other off. And our buddy, who was driving Omari Spence, he immediately and abruptly makes the jet ski do a 180 hockey stop style and stops just <laughs> in his tracks and revs it right at us. And he guns it just to the side of us. And as he passes us, he smiles and waves, knowing full well that we are both about to go flying in opposite directions off of this thing. The second that that rope gets... which is exactly what happened i will never forget the look on that guy's face as he came around and just smiled and waved and my brother and i looked at each other and went "Uh uh-oh like we were the two henchmen in any kids movie that are about Mm -hmm. to get their comeuppance isn't it weird how we react in this i was drowning once as a kid in a pool 
mm-hmm. and struggling to get to the top of the water, like struggle, 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 struggle. And I realized I couldn't. And I literally shrugged my arms like, what are you going to do? Guess I'm going to die in this pool. <laughs> and that was what took you to the surface. Shrugging no. gave you just enough lift. How'd you get out? My mother, who couldn't swim, jumped into the pool oh. and grabbed me and pulled me out. God bless her. She's yeah. the best. And that was what killed her. It was 2008. No, it was very young. I was a young child. But really like that moment of like, that like, uh uh-oh, wave bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) It's a living. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, uh, so we'll, we'll eliminate the boat based excursions then. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some things that you can do on the water. I have four big ones. Well, three big ones and one that I personally love. And I don't know how. Uh, ubiquitous it is. I don't know if you've ever been on this before. Have you ever done an on the water obstacle course? No. So fun. They're giant inflatable shape. They're just big inflatable shapes with handles. They have little bridges. They have tunnels and they have one of them is just a giant cone and you try to stay on and it is a linear path and you try to get all the way to the end of this linear path without going in the water. So you spent your summers on the set of Survivor is what you're telling me? Yeah, basically it is, it is like a, uh, it's like a Ninja Warrior thing. Yeah. I just on, tried Mark. it for the, yeah, I just tried it for the first time, uh, about a year and a half ago with my family in St. Lucia in, uh, the Caribbean. So I was with my two very energetic nephews. So it was Caribbean Ninja Warrior. <laughs> what are you giggling at? I just love you. Like, there's something I, I don't know how ubiquitous it is that you talk about something you did within the last two years at a resort. Yeah. Is it, it could is, be ubiquitous. It could be everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> when you're hanging out on the, the beaches of, of South Carolina, you know how they set up those inflatable. Yeah, when was the last time such... you went to, when was the last time you went to a beach town in the South? They will find any way to spin you, throw you, uh-huh. twist yes. you, launch you. Yes. Spray you with paintballs. That's what yeah, the South this is, is. This feels very much like a resort activity. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is. Uh, I would love to do a, it. I would yeah. have a blast. I would run it. I would be the last one to finish. I would have the time of my life, but it is not. Yeah. I, I think, let me see if I get the, the activities that you're talking about that are the main activities. I may th- mm-hmm. be able to throw another one in there. One mm-hmm. is surfing. Yes. Surfing on a surfboard. You go out further into the ocean. You line up, catch waves, come in, go back out. The other mm-hmm. is boogie boarding or boogie rafting, mm-hmm. where you are much closer to the shore. Kids are doing it. You don't have to line up. You're all trying to meet in the wave at once. If you get a good one, it pulls you under, and you get that yeah. great, like, scary moment, and your shorts fill with sand. Then the third would be the skimming that you do at the shoreline, where you throw the board and you sort of skim along on those uh, I, you know i was going to talk about that as the barrier activity between okay. the shore and the water my third one was simply swimming okay yeah i was sw- I, that was the i was adding a fourth one i figured skimming yeah. might be a fourth one uh so swimming boogie boarding sir i think surfing is out why is surfing out that's because it's, it's not everybody – It's no, not that it isn't huge, not that it isn't cool to watch. I have a ton of respect for people who do it. Yeah. But I cannot get up on a surfboard, and I would guess that okay. the majority Just because you can't people, get up on a – one lesson. Have you ever taken a lesson? Yes. Oh. That was when I tried to get up. I didn't just show up with a surfboard and go, let me give this a shot. 
I thought it was. Me? I thought your I can't get or I haven't gotten up on a surfboard is simply from lack of ever experiencing or attempting to do it. No, no. Uh, on our honeymoon, we mm-hmm. took a surfing lesson. That was one of the activities we had lined up. And the thing about about Hawaii, in mm-hmm. particular Maui, is that there is not sand. You know, on the East Coast, if you crash, you crash into some sand below you. That's all it is. Sandbar, right. sand. That's it. But in Hawaii, in Maui, mm-hmm. it's coral. And it is incredibly dangerous. You will tear yourself up. So yeah. the, you have an added incentive not to fall off of that board. And right. the one of the first thing they teach you is how to fall off the board. They say, you're going to do the nest T plunge. You're going to fall flat backed and then you're not going to touch. So the whole time I'm like, I can't, I don't want to touch. If I feel, I swear I'll freak. I will like the three stooges. I'll jump up on the surface of that water and run across it. And you'll hear the three blind mice playing. But I fell off every time I, you know, I went, mm-hmm. couldn't get up, couldn't get up, couldn't get up. Jennifer couldn't get up, couldn't get up, got up. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And it was, wasn't even that it was frustrating. It was just tiring. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this is for me because it didn't make me want to go back and do it again. And I think there are, there are things where you're like, I wasn't great at this, but I had a really good time. So I want to keep doing it and get better at it. Right. This was not one of those. Did they use the Nestle plunge analogy and did people know what they were talking about? That is a commercial yeah. that probably ended in 89. No, this was 2007. It was still happening. They still, still did the Nestle plunge commercials in 2007. It was at least recent enough that we all knew what it was. Hmm. Well, but. I think you might, you have had a subjective experience that makes you want to take this off the list. I have had a subjective experience that makes me want to keep this on the list. Mm-hmm. I went surfing in maybe the easiest place to surf, bathtub. which was in the bathtub, mm-hmm. uh, using my fingers as my feet and the top of a Tupperware as my surfboard. So mm. granted, it was super wide. It was almost like a Tom Sawyer or a Huck Finn raft size sure. uh, comparatively. Yeah. No, it was in a Tamarindo in Costa Rica. Okay. And that is a place to go surfing where it it is that very gentle sand. It is a break that is precisely the right size waves for a person who has never surfed before. So I had a delightful time. I was not afraid of any coral underneath me because to my knowledge, there was no coral underneath me. But the most dangerous thing I saw while we were there was a lot of howler monkeys and crickets the size of baseballs, but I don't think any of those were in the water. <laughs> if a howler monkey crawled out of the water, like that bear crawled out of the water in Florida a couple of weeks ago. So did you good. see that? No. A bear. Nobody knows where it came from. A freaking bear just came out of the water in Panama City Beach, Florida, and Panhandle's like, yep. And now that bear is mayor. And now that bear, mayor bear. I am uh, Panama bear. City. <laughs> The reason is not because I had a bad experience. The reason is because I think that surfing is such a specific, like, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to say it's exclusive, but I do mm-hmm. want to say that, that it is not something that the majority of people at the beach will participate in. Like you see yeah. the surfers. How many times have you gone surfing since Costa Rica? Oh, like twice, maybe. That's, that's a, yeah. It's not your go-to. If you went back to Costa Rica, you might do it again. You might even, if somebody dragged you out, do it here. But if you were going for a beach day, that would not be the activity you would reach for. You no. have to specifically be a surfer to do that. That's And true. then you enjoy everything later on, but you're there early in the morning. You do your surfing. 
And then, and then you, you know, with whatever energy you have left, cause it is an intense workout for yeah. people because you're paddling out through the waves. You're engaging your core to get up on the board. Like it's again, super impressive. Yeah. But I don't think it's the best activity. I would agree with that. And I would also throw in that based on the number, the limited number of surf breaks that there are in Southern California, the times that I have been out and from stories that I have heard from friends, uh, surfers are not necessarily the most welcome group to novices. So if it's sure. one of your first times surfing, at least in the times that I have been out outside of my trip in Tamarindo, it is one of those things where I tend to get in other people's way and get yelled at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I can see that. Now let's go with the fun for everybody version of surfing. And this I think is a real contender. Uh, and that is bodyboarding. I do not own a surfboard, but I have two body boards less than 20 feet from me right now hmm. that I love to take to the beach in the summer and uh, just ride waves on my belly. Sure. Go out in the water. You swim a little. You get a nice little floaty thing to lean onto so you don't have to tread water if you go out deep. Yep. And you when you're ready you to try to in, sit on it like a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the boogie board. Is boogie a brand of body board? I think it is. I think boogie okay. board is a, is a particular brand. It's the Kleenex. Yes, is the Kleenex. It's the Q-tip. Yeah. But I did it with like a raft. I think it's just like any object you can do that with. It's like an yeah. inflatable, like the kind in a pool you would sort of lay on. You would just grab the ropes and that and ride it in because like we lost the boogie board to sea one time. It was like, well, this is yeah. way less expensive. I'm not going to waste money on that again. And it makes you feel like a surfer. It makes you yeah. feel like a surfer without any of the pressure. Yeah, that's true. I like it a lot. I do think it's a fine. I think swimming in the ocean is fine, but it's not again. Also, the skimming is just insane. It's like, well, we'll let get me get on a board. That's, that's like going to be our, that's going like to be a banana our peel. thing. Uh, swimming is fine, but also, yeah, I don't know. It feels like you could swim anywhere. Ah, oh, but buddy, there's something about that. Just walking into the sea. Isn't it? Oh, that great? part is great. Yeah. Walking yeah. into the sea, going under the waves. But like after that, are you going to swim laps? No, no, no. I'm, when I say, okay, I guess I, when I say just be swim, in the water, just be in the water, enjoy yourself, swim a little, float a little, splish splash a little, uh, play a game of chicken, you know, uh, you're not, not a game of chicken, chicken, a chicken fight. You're not chicken fighting in the ocean. Sure you can. If you're up at, if you're up at like waist level, you can chicken fight in the ocean and then you all fall over. Yeah. And then a shark the wrong you. way. Yeah. yeah. The, the sharks come. They only need like two feet of water, Mark. That's all they need uh. to attack. Do you, you believe that? You also believe the uh you have to wait an hour to get in the water before after you eat? No, they don't need a lot of water. On, on our honeymoon, the resort next door, which was a Four Seasons, not Four Seasons, the other fancy one. That's the one that's two names. Yeah, not Waldorf Astoria. You know what I'm talking about? The other, there, there's the Four Seasons, the Waldorf Astoria, the Howard Johnson, the Double Howard Tree, Johnson, Double Tree. The, um, we'll just say the it's a Best four Western, the Super best Eight. West, All of these are two word names. Motel Six. Motel Six. I think it was the Four Seasons, but there was a shark attack there, like in shallow, shallow water. I guess I didn't mean to say I didn't mean to say believe that. Uh, I meant to say factor that in. It is rare that when I go to the water, thinking that a shark can attack me in two feet of water is something that I factor in. Something to consider. It's not something to in in New Jersey. It's more like are the jellyfish out, and when they are, and you see them next to you, you take off because you. Oh, Florida too. The worst. Yeah, Yeah, jellyfish things are are the worst. We don't like that. We don't like that. You want to take so, boogie boarding from the water? You know what? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I, yeah, you don't because swim for that long. 
I don't swim for that. I do. So I actually do. When I get out in the water, there's something to me that I really enjoy about different than a swimming pool. I enjoy the force of nature that Mm. is the tide Mm. and the waves coming in. I feel it makes me feel very small in a way that I really enjoy, but I would say, and, and the purest version of that is just run out or walk out into the water. And then as a wave comes dive into that wave. And that's how I get my hair wet and get myself submerged. It's like diving into a pool, but sideways. And then I stay out there and I just sort of let the ocean envelop me. That said, I get most of that experience. I may not get the pure, uninhibited, unencumbered by an object version of it that I would by just running out. But I think the trade-off of having a boogie board is really, really fun. Yeah. Plus, I have something to float on out there. Anybody can do it. So, yeah, I think out of the on-water choices, I think that the bodyboard is going to be our, our best bet. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come out of the water. And when we do, we'll we'll stop at the shoreline along the way for an activity, maybe two. And then we'll go to the sands and see what we can do there. In the meantime, take a listen to this. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, However, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Please, tell us what to tape about. Please, tell us what to tape about. Please. Because <laughs> I'm Alex, and she's Katie, and we make Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. A podcast about the history and science behind seemingly ordinary things. We've done entire episodes about ham, or shoe sizes, or concrete, or the color beige. We need more ordinary stuff like that. Our Max Fun members suggest and pick our episode topics through Discord. So what do you wonder about? What do you wish you could start to find interesting? Make us tape your idea. And then hear the results on Secretly Incredibly Fascinating from MaximumFun.org. And we're back. All right. So we're making our way back from the water to the shore, but we're going to stop for two activities that happen on the break between the water and the beach and the sand, sandy part of the beach, the more packed sand part of the beach. All right. The first of those is skimming. You mentioned it before. Tell the people of the world one more time how what skimming is if folks are unfamiliar. It's like a thin little board and you throw it in front of you as the waves are sort of like recessing. Mm -hmm. And then you get on it and you try to stay on it and you skim along the very thin water for a time. And then you're not doing it anymore. And that is an activity that we do. It feels like skateboarding. Yeah. But instead of wheels, it's a thin layer of water. Yeah. It's fun. It takes a knack. Yeah. I prefer bodyboard. I don't think it's going to beat bodyboarding, but it's a fun, fun, silly, cool activity. And the other one is the one that uh, has become the cliche of the dating profile. Long sunset walks on the beach, Hal. That's true. You walk along the shoreline. Yeah. You're not up in the sand where the chairs are. You're right along that shoreline. 
beautiful night. One of the people or you during love the day. next to you. Yeah. Or like a best friend. You take a walk together. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great time to have a serious talk. The number of like deep conversations I've had walking along shorelines. Yeah. Whoever it is, a family member, a friend, whoever. I couldn't even begin to tally them. There's no way on the Lord's green earth that this is the best activity at the beach. Do you not love your friends and family that you walk along the beach with and have those long, extensive moments? You I love, do. You just love sandcastles more? Look, if the only way I can have a deep conversation with them is to have the sound of crashing waves to give us privacy, there's a larger problem at play there. I always appreciate a deep conversation with people. I appreciate knowing what's going on with them mm-hmm. and listening, listening a lot more than I offer about myself because I'm uncomfortable with that. But, uh, I don't, I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's the thing. And I think a lot of times people have taken this romantic idea of it mm-hmm. and tried to manufacture it. And it's never quite the right thing. That doesn't mean it isn't a lovely walk. Doesn't mean you don't see great things, but I think the reputation is a lot bigger than the actual payoff. Sure. There are people in Lincoln who are putting it on their dating profiles. Yeah. When there is not a beach in sight. Mm-hmm. It, fe- it feels like it's a stand in for, I like going deep. Yes. With a nice background. But you know what? Look at any sunset. All, there are sun- beautiful sunsets all over the world. Walk on a treadmill by a TV. You're fine. Yeah. So nothing so far has beaten the boogie board. Now, no, but I, something will. I don't know, it. man. That's a tough one. That's, I think the boogie board is a pretty high contender for me, hmm. but I have a list of on sand activities. Okay. And you can tell me if you would have any additional ones you would like to add to this, any that come to the front. Okay. Frisbee, volleyball. The first few are sports. Frisbee, volleyball, football. All super fun beach activities. Running charades. I've done running charades on the beach and I love a great, a good game of Me running too. charades. I love a great game of running charades on the beach. It's, it's actually particularly well suited to it because it's noisy enough that you can't hear the other groups. Running on the sand adds a little bit of an obstacle, which is kind of fun. In fact, Very did nice I ever too. tell you this? When I was a kid and we lived in the panhandle when I was really small, my dad was the doctor for the football team and they used to practice on the sand so that when they got to the football field, they were lightning fast. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really smart way for them to practice. Absolutely. And then sand art, whether that is a castle or a sculpture or any sort of structure or, um, hey, look, I turned my friend Hal into Hal's severed head. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Burying somebody up to their neck yeah. in sand. Yes. And then the other two, I think, are just relaxation ones, which is. Chill on the sand in a chair under an umbrella, get some sun, have a couple of drinks, maybe some snacks. And of course, one that is less common, but is uh, doable here in Southern California and not far from where you used to live. And another one of my favorites, the beachside bonfire. Mm-hmm. Love a beachside bonfire. Do you have any extras that you would like? I don't mean to say extras. Any others you would like to add to this list? Yes, I would say proper football. Also, oh, yes. in addition to football. American football, playing sure. soccer, as they call it. Uh, paddle ball also is a popular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Paddle ball. Flying a kite is another beachside activity because you have great winds by the mm-hmm. beach. So there are always people flying kites. 
And there is laying out and having a drink, but there's also just laying there and reading a book. Mm-hmm. Some people will come to read their books. Other people will take a nap. Taking a nap in the sun is like you let the sound of the waves and the birds and like the indistinct chatter around you. Do those not all fall into relax in a chair under an umbrella? Either a little I think of that as me, but I, I think, think that that's as fine. One activity. You that's know fine. I mean? That's fine. I think that's everything. Yeah. Let's talk about these sports first. Okay. What stands out? Or, there's a couple that stand out to me of the sports. I think volleyball and football, not to be confused mm-hmm. with football, mm-hmm. I think are both uh really fun, easy to grasp team activities that everyone can play. If you have a big group with you. Sure. Frisbee too. Frisbee's fun because you're just throwing a Frisbee around. Yeah, I guess I don't think of that as a, I don't think of that as a sport. I, that I guess is more of an activity. I mean, you could play ultimate Frisbee on the beach. And oh, that's then it, true. Then it is 100% a sport. But don't you have to have those sticks with the chains on them? No, that's disc golf. That's ultimate disc Frisbee golf. is like football. You can throw it. You basically start at an end zone. I sound like such a, such a indoor kid right now. I have, wow. I have no idea that those were two different things. And I sound like a kid who went to a hippie Quaker school and this is how we <laughs> spent our lunch times and after school. Awesome. You started, you have two end zones, much like football. You have, mm-hmm. like, you just set up like shoe, shoe. There's a goal line, shoe, shoe. There's a goal line. Or you do like four on each side. So you have an end zone specified. You start it at your goal line. You throw it as hard as you can to give it to the other team. They, you can only advance the disc by throwing and catching it. Mm-hmm. So if you're catching it, once you catch it, all you can do is throw it. So if somebody's covering you, you have to be able to throw it like, underhand or overhand or throw it like that oh i so you can't you stop moving the second that it's in your hand if it gets intercepted it goes the other way if it touches the ground it goes the other way if you walk or run with it it goes the other way yeah the goal is you're trying to get it into the end zone similar to football can i tell you this about my frisbee skills and this might be uh adding subjectivity to an objective argument Mm-hmm. Uh, I am terrible at throwing a frisbee because I never know when to let go of it. Which means if you and I were standing twenty feet from each other, directly mm-hmm. across from one another, and you were standing at twelve o'clock to me, there is a good chance that that frisbee will go either toward the two o'clock, the three o'clock, maybe even the five or the eight o'clock. Who knows? I bet I could teach you. Really? Uh huh. Sure. Happy to. Thanks, buddy. We can go to a park. I'll teach you how to throw a frisbee. Good. Let's talk about football, football, soccer. Football? It's, I mean, it's fun. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. I, I haven't played since I was a little kid. And then I got the new, not the new, but like the current version of FIFA for mm-hmm. PlayStation. And so I'll play it like very early morning or at night. And it's so much fun that it has me thinking like, I kind of want to watch the World Cup. Like, I, yeah. I get maybe interested in it. Well, we have a World Cup coming up. We have the greatest team in the world, the U.S. Women's National Team. July 20th to August 20th is uh, the Women's mm-hmm. World Cup in Australia, New Zealand. Can I tell you the first thing I did in the game was play the Women's World Cup as the U.S. and I just obliterated everybody? Of course. I feel like that's like playing John Madden football as all Madden versus the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they're so good. Like, there's just talent all over the pitch. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like it, it's a great way to learn the game because everybody's good. Yeah. So you're like, oh, oh, okay. I get the mechanics of how this works, but I do think that is a high, high, high energy exertion sport. 
aerobic yeah. sport. It also th- seems like a brutal ankle twister. Can be a brutal ankle twister. The grandpa so is- in me is like, Eesh, that sounds dangerous. Volleyball too. Volleyball, at least you've got different zones you're working in, but you're going to mm-hmm. dive, go into the sand. Yeah. I do think volleyball feels more like a traditional beach. Like they set up volleyball courts. Yeah. And it's like a thing you go to do. There are people out here in Southern California that I guarantee you every morning have a group that goes and plays anywhere up and down the coast that they have these, yeah. these nets set up. Yeah, those uh that's where the US national team you can go down. If you're going down that strand, you'll see all that whole row of volleyball. I love volleyball as a beach sport. It just feels like summertime to me. I think mm-hmm. of the sports, that's probably the standout. Yeah, and it's one everybody can play. If you're not great at it, that's fine. Most people are not. Yeah. You just have a good time with it. There's usually one or two people who are way too competitive, but that's everything. Guess what? Yeah. That's everything. I think there's also something to be said. Uh, you know, and, and American football is fun, too. That's you more like I a... play playing a game of 500. You're not going to have, like, you're not going to line up and tackle and run plays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're playing two-hand touch, you're playing flag. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's more fun to just have a catch. If you're yeah. going to, I would say, like, having a catch, either with a football, and then that's where you get, like, the whistler ones with the tail. Mm-hmm. We hear, like, we, uh, our version of a catch. I love just a catch at the beach as its own thing outside of sports. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a much better way of encompassing some of the non- competitive there's not a score to it but it can be a frisbee it can be paddle ball back and forth our version of it was velcro mitts and a tennis ball we had oh, that yeah. loved that version or yep. the uh the ball and once got a basket or like the hook thing yeah you know what i mean yes almost like 100 percent, uh, like like um lacrosse but yeah i think having a catch is a really great one there's many different ways you can do it and it's just stuff whatever your version of having a catch into your bag going to the beaches. I think that's a great option. And maybe the most age-inclusive, because it could be a bunch of adults. It could be adults and children. It could be a bunch of children. Like, people of all ages could be getting together, guys, gals, and non-binary pals of all ages getting together and tossing around, you know, whatever it is. Until And the great thing is, you really only need two people. So it starts with two. One person comes in for a little while. Then they're like, "Ah, I'm going to go get in the way of all the surfers. Yeah. And then, you know, people come in and out. This is my wave. Okay. I'll go play more. I'll go play more football. You keep doing it. And then you get into like, especially if it's like an American football, you're like, all right, I'm going to throw it at the end zone. I want you to try to dive for this one. Let's see if we can recreate the immaculate reception. Uh, You be Dwight Clark and I'm going to throw, you know what I mean? Like you get to replay. (laughs) You be David Tyree, trap it against your head. That helmet trap is amazing. Yeah. But if you're not wearing a helmet, that one might hurt. But you usually use like a Nerf football. Yeah, if you use the one with the tail, those I think those are the best ones to bring. Yeah. Because you always throw a spiral. So it's not only easier to throw, but it is easier to catch. Yeah. I'm on board. There's another one that I'd like to talk about. There's so many of these and they're so mm. fun. Mm-hmm. One that I think is a joy, not just oh, we forgot. Oh, you know what? Okay, what? hang on. What happened? There's one we forgot, but this one made me think of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's one that is a joy to watch. As much as it is a joy to do, and that is flying a kite. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know the one thing. I mentioned just that. Jo- 
the thing, yeah, uh, you mentioned yes. it before and I wrote it down yes. and that's what I wanted to jump to now. But okay. the thing that I did not mention before that neither of us mentioned is kite surfing, which if you've never seen kite surfing before, as soon as this episode is over, go on YouTube, turn on some loud music and watch kite surfing. And it is the most delightful summertime thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like watching a surfer who has Kathy Rigby's rigging from a production of Peter Pan, <laughs> just flying through the air, these surfers, and it is bonkers and it's so much fun. But I think flying a kite is one. Of, every time I see a kite at the beach, even if it's not the one that I brought out, it's like, hey, look, kite. Thanks, uh, you kite know, person. I can't think of kite surfing without thinking of John Kerry, because I remember when he ran for president, they're like, what's your favorite sport? He was like, kite surfing. And I was like, oh, you're rich. You've never, like, there's no way the answer would be, like, street basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I, love, I love strapping a kite to myself yeah. and surfing around. Something everybody can do. Sure. We all have Heinz-branded kites and surfboards, right? <laughs> like, as soon as that answer came in, you're like, oh, we're losing. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way he will win this election. Like, that was he will get trounced. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Look, if that's the game, then you know what my favorite beach activity is? Flying my biplane with a big long tail on the back with a message to someone. <laughs> Teresa, I miss you. Come yeah. back. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody every it's always like a proposal or a restaurant yeah. advertisement. It's never like something that I really need you to hear this. You're not hearing me. <laughs> Grandpa Elliot died. Two for one wings at Bosco's. <laughs> That's the trick is you only get half of one and then it's yeah. way cheaper. You just split it with a local restaurant. Oh my gosh. Flying a kite is great. I think flying a kite's great. Now I'm looking at what we've got here and it seems like a few that we've been talking about are coming through to the finals, mm. but there are a few that we haven't. There's one last little section that we haven't talked about and that is the relaxation. That is, well, you know what we talk, we can add sand art into this one as well. Mm -hmm. Making sand castles though. I'm generally. I, you know what? I do like it. Yeah. I do have to go back in the water after I do it. Cause you are yeah. a mess. Gets an absolute mess. Kids don't care. Kids don't care. Yeah. That's the way you learn to go into the ocean afterwards as your parents are like, before you get in the car, you yeah. cannot even put your flip flops on until you go <laughs> in there. I'm not going to towel you off or do any, yeah. like I'm going to dip you in like you were Achilles in the river <laughs> sticks. I'm holding you by your heels, dipping you yeah. in, and then I will tell you off. Yeah, you are a wick, and I am a Williamsburg, Virginia candle maker. I am exactly. dunking you several times. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I, but I do, I do like doing it. And of course, I'm the uncle that always gets buried up to his neck by the nieces and nephews and friends of the nieces and nephews and family buddies. And yeah, Let I always seem to be that one. If no children are present, are you making a sandcastle? No, generally not. It is something that is generally reserved for children, and mm -hmm. it is nothing more fun, whether it's with a bucket or making drip castles is fun, yeah. or people who take it very seriously. And again, I have immense respect for them because it, it yeah. is 100% an art. You're making art that is, by its very nature, ephemeral, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful and unbelievable how much time it takes, and then the ocean will make it go away. Yeah, Venice okay has some amazing versions of that where someone has done a perfect dolphin or, you know, just a giant elaborate, hey, here's the red keep mm -hmm. or just like really specific, detailed, beautiful things. Yes. You know what, though? That kind of makes me sad that my answer to would you make a sandcastle without kids around was no. Now I kind of want to just the next time I'm at the beach, just 
see if I still got it, you know? If my architecture class that I took in kindergarten yeah. uh, holds up. There's nothing wrong with doing it every once in a while, but it's not the thing that you, you don't go like, yeah. I'm going with all my friends to the beach and I can't wait to make a sandcastle. <laughs> you just not. Uh, can we stop it at CVS so I can pick up a plastic bucket with a portcullis? Yeah. You know, those plastic, those plastic buckets that have, uh, you know, archery nooks. Mm hmm. Like every, oh, I just, speaking of plastic buckets, I just knocked my, uh, Captain Kirk plastic oh, bank. There he goes. Off of my desk. Uh, well, talking about going to the beach with your friends, mm -hmm. let's talk about uh, what you do during the daytime when you go to the beach with your friends, which is sit in your chairs under an umbrella, relax, chat, have a couple of drinks, read, nap, all of those things. Or what you do at night at the beach with your friends, sit around a bonfire. Someone usually has a guitar and make s'mores. Uh, shoot the breeze, have a couple of beers, look like a Budweiser ad. Yeah. I do love a bonfire, but it's not, you can't do it everywhere. I love a bonfire too. There are a lot of rules around it, which kind of sucks. And mm. invariably you're there with some girl you just met and along comes her ex-boyfriend along with the rest of his karate class and just beats the crap yeah. out of you. They get rid of your soccer ball that you were like, finally like, Oh, I just got here from New Jersey to Reseda. Now I'm like, Oh, but I play soccer, so maybe this is, like, I I'm making some friends. And then along comes Johnny yeah. and all of his pals from Cobra Kai. Well, what you do, Hal, no, Hal, here's what you do. you got to just put the soccer ball away and find a new hobby that it works in Southern California. You know these guys are doing karate. Why don't you jump into some karate? I bet you'd be good at it. I tried to go to the karate class, and then I saw all of them were in there, okay? And I don't want to get bullied anymore. Look, look, Hal, here, take this paper. Read this number. 800-588-2300 Empire? Yeah, what I want you to do is I want you to get a great big rug, mm -hmm. and I want you to find this old Okinawan man named Mr. Miyagi, and mm -hmm. he can turn that rug into a deadly weapon and just beat the hell out of all of those Cobra Kai guys for you. Will he be relying on trauma from World War II that gets him drunk every once in a while? And we're just sort of okay with it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I, here's the thing about relaxing. It's not bonfire. Bonfires are great, but it's not bonfire. Yeah. Relaxing in the beach, doing all this, it's such a catch all. Mm -hmm. I know that there are people who come to the beach just for that. That is all they want. Like, I don't want to get in the water. If they get in the water, they like stand at their feet and they do like the splash. They sort of like miss themselves a little bit and then they go mm -hmm. back and lay down, but they're there. Just to lay down and relax. I get it. I do. I am not one of those people. Me neither. I can't. Because I get like so hot. 15 minutes. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. That is home base for going and doing other fun things. Getting in the water when you need to cool off. But the sitting there for me, I get antsy really fast. Yes. 100%. I do too. So I think that we have four finalists. Okay. If you think anything else should go into the finals, let me know. I will. But I think there are four finalists here. Mm. And they are bodyboard, mm -hmm. volleyball, mm -hmm. kite, mm. and have a catch. I don't know the kite. I don't know. I put kite in there. Here's why. Yeah. I mean, the best kites are those planes. Yeah. Or the big dragons, the ones that take like two three people to operate the different strings on. Yeah. The one that's like Angela, the rash is serious. Uh, have a Pepsi. 
like those wait a minute are you seeing kites that are advertising too like yeah there's the guy that flies the plane but also somebody with a kite who's out there like ah dave gets to use the plane today i have to stand here on the sand and wave this thing around if you're really good at flying a kite why not make a little money off of it on the side sure the reason why is that is is a very hal lubland sentence hey look uh, enough for nothing uh here's how we do things up north you can make a buck off it. Come here, kid. <laughs> Again, flying a kite at the beach is something that a handful of people are doing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like a catch-all beach activity. Yeah. And you do it because the wind is so good there. All right. We're eliminating kite. So we have bodyboard, volleyball, and catch. What do you think? I feel like there's, I didn't even have this one listed in this way. This sort of became its own category and in a sense, its own thing. Mm-hmm. I really like have a catch. I do too. I really like have a catch because anybody can do it. You can do it in the water or out of the water. It has enough variety that you can do it with a Frisbee, a Velcro ball. I guess a paddle ball is kind of the equivalent of a catch. You can do it with a football. Yeah, I I really like just have a catch. I do too. That was going to be my choice. Mm -hmm. And then I was just sitting here thinking, when you go to the beach, what does the beach have that no other place has? Danger. I, I, you are not paying attention to the world around you, Mark Agliardi. No, it's the only place with any danger. <laughs> Nothing else is dangerous except the beach. You've never eaten a Jack in the Box. Here's the thing about Jack in the Box. You mm-hmm. can't call it a taco if you just cut your burger in half and then wrap it in ah, a shell. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Put and put American blast. cheese on it. That's put you right. on blast, Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. No, what does the beach have that nowhere else has? It has the ocean. And what are all the things that you do, whether yeah. it's laying out, whether it's running around, what are you doing that for? You're doing it. I'm going to answer. I, okay. I'll, I, I thought you were going to, I thought you were with me on it, but not. I'll, the same thing at a pool, like you lay there so that you can get hot enough to go into the water so that it doesn't matter how cold yeah. the water is. So I would contend that if that, if that is the, if that is the case, that the ocean is the thing that a visit to the beach has that nobody, where else has? Cause there are places mm-hmm. that have like, there are places that make like sand pits and stuff. There are parks where you can, you can lay down on the grass, but the ocean exists only at the coasts. And therefore you are going there because of the ocean. Are you reintroducing the bodyboard? No, the bodyboard's in the there. No, I mean, I mean, because you said I put the bodyboard in there. You said you, you were did. going to eliminate the body. You said nothing's going to no, beat no. the body or the bodyboard's going to get beaten. That's why I picked I the thought catch. it was. I thought it was, but I, now I'm thinking about it. Like everything kind of revolves around getting into the water at some point. Everybody yeah. gets into the water at some point, even if it's just a little bit. I don't know, man. I've seen people that are like, I don't want to get wet at all because then I'll get sandy. Maybe. Yeah. Even their feet. They don't even go and dip a foot in just to feel it because it feels good. It feels good when it washes yeah. over your feet. Yeah. And then you, then you use the little shower, the little foot shower as you're leaving. Yeah. Fight bing bang boom, but you're not getting it anywhere else. I think it's bodyboarding. I do think it's bodyboarding. I am on board for team bodyboard. I told All you right. I'm two 20 feet away from me right now. Let's go, dude. All right. People of the world, get your belly on the board. 
If you don't have a if you don't have a board, get a raft. If you don't have a raft, you can use your body. You don't need any equipment. But you can feel like this music is appropriate for you because you are surfing. You're surfing as free as Dobie Gillis. Didn't he surf? I right? think so. He's, Dobie Gillis know. was a surfer until he took that three hour tour. Right? Hey, oh no, that was the Dobie Gillis's buddy. That was yeah. That was Maynard G. Krebs. You but, watch way uh, too much Nick at night. Or like Gidget. Gidget also said, you know, you can feel like a surfer. Or Duke Kahanamoku. Yes. You can be whatever you want to be. It brings you in to the shore. It's fun. It involves a little bit of everything. There's a little bit of like swimming, a little waiting around, a little bit of being in the water, and a way to, to come back in without having the waves constantly knock you over. Because that's going to happen if you try to wade back in. So... That's it. That's the thing to do at the beach. Everything yeah. else is the appetizer to get you warm enough to go do that. It is bodyboarding, asked and answered. Who knew? You knew. I was excited about it. I love bodyboarding, and now I really want to go. Maybe I'll get up at like 5 a.m. and do like what surfers do where they're real serious about it. I'm going to be the one real serious bodyboarder. In a suit? Yeah. Wetsuit? No, no, no. Not a wetsuit, a suit. Brooks Brothers. <laughs> just the suit. The three Brooks piece. Suit. Brooks Brothers three piece. Yeah. <laughs> just like run out into the ocean in a business suit. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or I saw like that scene in a Help. commercial. Pop chips. <laughs> Get wild. This topic is close. Thank you to Greg on for this topic. Your topics are always a blast. This was no different. There are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or. Email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group where many great suggestions are happening all the time and share your beach memories. That's facebook.com slash group slash wegotthispodcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, whom you can support outside of the show at patreon.com slash Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world for giving us an opportunity to sit and get real excited about summertime and having fun at the beach. If we could, we would take all of you to the beach. We would set up all of our stuff. We would be beach rich like we had just come back from Cabela's with 20 umbrellas, sitting with all of the people of the world, and we would have just a delightful time arguing about the important things, as we always do. So to you, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. For how Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland, and don't worry, everybody, we, we got, got this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.